Welcome to the 359. I'm Roger Chang. I'm Alfred Ang. The T-Mobile Sprint deal has hit yet another roadblock. Attorney generals from nine states and the District of Columbia sued to block the $26 billion merger. Now, they argue it removes a key competitor and drive up prices, which will inevitably hurt uh, low- and middle-income consumers. T-Mobile has argued that this deal is you know, great for 5G deployment and really expanding out the coverage, um, but folks are concerned that uh, a lot of these promises are empty. Yeah, 10 different states. That is going to be a lot of Trump hotels for John Legere to stay at. Uh, <laughs> you were just waiting for that joke. Yeah, it pretty much was. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I read the press release from the New York Attorney General's um, argument where they basically mentioned that, you know, T-Mobile and Sprint are the biggest providers for low-income residents, mm-hmm. and this is going to hit them the hardest if this merger happens. And I, you know, if they keep pointing out this 5G stuff, they're clearly ignoring that point about, like, how this merger will affect options for people that can't afford AT&T or Verizon. That's a really good point. The The idea of 5G has always been sort of a, a premium aspect, right? And uh, keep in mind, you know, T-Mobile has got Metro, Sprint has Boost, and Virgin. These are all prepaid players that really focus on folks with lower income. So uh, these attorney generals have a point in terms of the potential risk. Now, uh, I could see these companies kind of coming to an agreement if they agree to some sort of price lock which they have talked about for a couple of years, but maybe extending that price lock for a couple more years might get people on board. Anyway, the DOJ still needs to make a decision on the deal, but uh, T-Mobile and Sprint have set a July 29th deadline to close this thing. All right, let's uh, let's talk about E3 and Nintendo. Big story, Breath of the Wild is getting a sequel. Yeah, it looks crazy. I mean, it looks like it's going to be mostly underground. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, this is a, a podcast, so it's hard for us to show the video or anything right. like that. But they're, they're you know, underneath Hyrule Castle now, and there seems to be this glowing light that reanimates the husk of uh, Ganondorf's body. Mm. Um, it I did not see this coming at all because most of the times for Nintendo, they'll do like one Zelda game per console, right? Yeah. The only other time we had really seen that was for um, the the Nintendo 64 of Ocarina of Time and then Majora's Mask. Obviously, there are two every cycle, but the next one usually comes out when the next console comes. So like for the GameCube, they had... Wind Waker and then Twilight Princess right when the Wii came out. Right. And uh, and Majora's Mask kind of used some of the assets from... Yeah. Right, from... um, From... Ocarina of, Ocarina of Time. And that's Sorry. kind of the same thing with the sequel and uh, Breath of the Wild. That's They're probably be, explain, it's be that explains the why engine. this cycle is so yeah. short, right? And I think it's because of the wild success of Breath of the Wild. I mean, it's yeah. probably one of the best games out on the Switch. And it, it like makes sense to build something off of that rather than, oh, let's make this incredible game and never do anything with the same engine again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, huge surprise. Some of the other uh, announcements, though, the Animal Crossing game that was expected this year now getting postponed till 2020, right? I mean, that makes sense. Um, It was supposed to come out sometime this year, but there wasn't that much news on it and they had been really quiet about it. Nintendo usually does this with games that... You know, they want to keep to a high quality level like Metroid Prime 4 mm. um, also got delayed. Uh, and it makes sense for Animal Crossing. There's so much stuff to do there, but at least there is an actual release date. I mean, yeah, again, that could also be delayed again. So who knows? And uh, what was uh, going on with Pokemon? Um, so they did more announcements for Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, after the E3, the Nintendo Direct. They did some like gameplay stuff of it. It looks really cool. I know a lot of Pokemon fans are riled up, though, about the fact that there's not really a national Pokédex this time around. Mm. Um, so in all the previous Pokemon games, you could transfer your Pokemon from across all the different regions. So like, if you 
are a big fan of all the Pokemon from the Kanto region and from like the original 151, mm-hmm. you could always trade that into all your different Pokemon. You basically games. bring those those Pokemon yeah. into the new game. So Nintendo yesterday during E3 um, during the demo had mentioned that that's not really going to be available. Um, so unless they're in the Gala region, which is what this new, new region in Sword and Shield is. Yep like you're not going to be able to like transfer them in which has mm-hmm. a lot of pokemon fans kind of like upset because they want to transfer in their favorite pokemon in into like this new game available on the switch right all right so we we've got to wrap it up but uh banjo kazooie banjo kazooie super smash brothers is amazing no waluigi waluigi though no one cares about waluigi give it up losers all right fine for more on these stories check us out on cnet i'm roger chang i'm alfred Ang. thanks for listening